the future. A relentless, desperate wasteland ravaged by nuclear war. With the destruction of the internet and search engines such as Google, accurate information about the past is traded like currency. Two brave travelers are commissioned with the dangerous task of going back through time to gather as much information as they can to find out about the late 20th and early 21st centuries in hopes that a future society may rebuild what was lost and avoid the horror of a smoldering radioactive planet. But there is a catch. The travelers journey back across eons of time is a one-way trip, leaving them stranded in the past. Wait, what? There's no way to communicate their findings to the future other than burying reinforced time capsules in the ground. In the hopes that one day recordings such as these will be unearthed to provide a glimpse of the world that once was. This is the mission of the crispy coated robots. And it must succeed. Hey, it's Jim. And it's Joseph. Hey, it's George. Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots episode 192. 192. 192. Nothing special. Nothing, nothing special about it at all. <laughs> nothing at all. I don't even know what you're talking about. 192. Uh, and this is going to be for the home office. They're asking about spies that are not uh, named James Bond. Now, is this uh, so, movies or s- just the characters? Uh, I got movies. So I got I, movies, I too. Know. Yeah. What do so you got? Hey, I, I got movies. One, one's television, but wasn't a movie. So good enough. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Wait. So it was television and they made a movie of the television series? Well, it was a television character first and then became a movie character because the movie was made after. You'll you'll. Just hold on. So, I'll all right. Wow, get, he's frustrated. So, get smart, Maxwell. Smart, Maxwell Smart. Is that what we're talking about? Could be. Could okay. be. <laughs> but it's not. No. Take it. Hey, take take a guess, Jim. Let's let's just crack let's the code see. here. So, I started off as a movie character, then ended up being uh, no. It started uh, as a oh television television character. Oh, Remington Steele did did a did a stint in the in the silver screen. So. Okay. I know. 192, oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Mission Impossible? It's, it's, I've already forgotten oh, it. Oh. I've already oh. forgotten it. So. Start now, off are they, they're not, but they're not spies. Uh, to, they're kind of like espionage um, con men to me. Uh, what's the second topic? We're, we're never oh, going to figure this out. What, what's the second topic, Joseph? The, the important topic. Chairs. The important topic. Just chairs. And we're all, just so everybody knows uh, in the listening audience, we are all seated on chairs, uh, except for Tom, who kind of is always running around plugging stuff in. And we make whatever. him stand. Uh, <laughs> chairs. His he's got a little metal folding chair. I think that's what it is. But I I just can't I'm believe one ninety two. It took one hundred ninety two episodes before we landed on chairs. Yeah, I well, just you know, cannot the believe future, this. The future there. They've got priorities, you know. They don't need to know about chairs. I mean, we've, or, we've done trees. Mid- I, we've done trees. Yeah. <laughs> we we did coins. That's one of my yeah, favorites. That's another one. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, chairs. <laughs> Nickel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move so, on. So we're, let's start off with uh, spies. And you did say not James Bond, right? Spies that are not yes, Jim, Bond not James Bond. Just making sure, <laughs> just making sure we made that absolutely clear. All right, my first what, one, James Bond. <laughs> what is your number five, James Bond, Goldfinger? What, Do- Doctor No? Uh, number five for me is Austin Powers, Mike my Myers. Number five too. Wow. Yep. You know the spy who shagged me. So it's in the title of at least one of them, uh, and. Uh, yeah, no, this is great. This is basically Mike Myers making fun of not just James Bond. Yeah, a lot of James Bond, but but just the whole 60s spy. Oh, yeah. yeah, what was the uh, James Coburn one, My Man Flint or oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. that was kind of like very close to Austin Powers stuff, too. So, 
Yeah, he he steals from all the best there on that. So the original Avengers, nice. you know, that oh, was yeah. very sixties yeah. ish. But but Joseph, you said Spy who shagged me. I had the original one, but it doesn't really matter. We'll just go with the character of. Oscar. Yeah, we did. We're just talking about Spy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, all right. they're all they're all good. So George, <laughs> number five. My my number one. I will dare number to one? say this is Jeez. the. Wow. My my number one, number five. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> my, first number five. my first number five. My first one. Wow. <laughs> Our my first, first number one is uh of of the five number ones I have. Uh well what I was trying to say is I, I would say this is the number one popcorn spy movie. Uh-huh. So you you have serious spy movies, you have fun stuff like Austin Powers, but this one, um, I'm talking about True Lies from 1994. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Harry Tasker, a super spy. And somehow all of these years, he's managed to convince his wife, Jamie Lee Curtis, that he's just this mild-mannered salesman. But uh, when she has an affair, so the, the kind of the facade starts to unravel whenever he catches her uh, kind of I don't know that she ever cheats, but she's kind of flirting with the idea. No pun intended there. And so, uh, he's going to spice up her life by sending her on a mission, but, uh, true lies from 1994 is my number. My first one of many number, number ones. Five. So it'll be bill Paxton. bill Paxton. Bill Paxton is the guy he's, <laughs> she's having an affair with a used car salesman. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Pretending Slimy. to be a spy, pretending yes. to be a spy. <laughs> My number so five was uh, Austin Powers, also. So we now to chairs. Number five, mm. Joseph. I'm very excited about this. My number five is the rocking chair. Oh, that's uh, my number one. Uh, this is, uh, you know, basically uh, first appeared, you know, in 1725 in England. Uh, a lot of people have said that Benjamin Franklin was credited for inventing the rocking chair in the United States, but that's just hogwash. That's a little bit of folklore there. Uh, Michael Thonhead, a German craftsman, created the first bent wood rocking chair in 1860s, which is what we're all familiar with. I love a good rocking chair. Sometimes I just want to go to Cracker Barrel just so I can do a rocking chair. Really? Yeah, yeah I will do food. it. You're just out there. Just I will just there. do And I greet everyone. I become like a host. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Get wow. the chicken fried chicken. Really good. Oh, what's today special? I, I see. Mm. <laughs> this, this is going to be. This is his retirement plan. George, yeah. exactly. add since that's your number one. Uh, no, I, I love that you mentioned the whole uh, Ben Franklin. I think Ben Franklin just said he did it. And, <laughs> exactly. And what What was that? Seventeen ten or something? Right. Um, but um, yeah, you know, I think he said a lot of things. You know, if you ask him. Yeah, I invented uh, electricity and, and lightning. <laughs> and It's and, just uh, like yeah. John Lovett. Yeah, yeah. John, yeah exactly. Yeah. George, what well, is your my number, number five? five yeah. Uh, it is the bean bag chair. Okay. Oh, my number two. Uh, oh, well, Jim, go ahead. Well, no, no, you got it. No, just, it's just, it's so, yeah, go ahead. So just commonly filled with those little uh, polystyrene beads. Uh, small lightweight little beads it gives the chair it's kind of body i guess you'd, you'd say but once that thing rips you you just have to move your house you you can't stay there anymore you, over, you just yeah. burn the place down because those things are going to get everywhere uh but uh it's good while it lasts folks so but uh, don't try to sew it up or tape it up it's all over when it, once that punctures, it's, <laughs> you're never getting free from it. Anything right. to add Jimbo? Nope. Nope. You hit it all. So, um, my number five is the classic lawn chair. And just to be specific, it's not a, sort of those stadium chairs that people bring to watch their kids play soccer. I'm talking about the classic lawn chair that is webbed with usually a green and white or a blue and white, or it's, it's, you know, and it's a folding one. You just put out there and sit in your lawn. So lawn chair, a good, strong win. This is uh, my number three. This is my number three. That's right. You know, uh, the lawn chair, we got three matches already on the the first, (laughs) the folding chair, lawn chair was actually, uh, they actually discovered a folding chair of sorts. And Franklin, Ben Franklin made it. Yeah, I think he did. King yeah. Tut. 
King Tut. They found it in King Tut's pyramid. Yes. Apparently uh, it was. Is it possible that was like one of the workers that were excavating the tomb had a chair? Apparently it was called uh, like a funeral chair because wow. apparently the people used to bring these chairs to just sort of sit by the dead body, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but then. Uh, then the folding chair sort of uh, really got its start in the United States in 1855 by a guy named John Cram, uh, who had the first patent on it. And then 1947, Frederick Arnold uh, created the first aluminum folding chair with fabric stra- uh, straps, the stuff that, that uh, Jim's talking about there. Yeah. So, yeah, so my number three is also the lawn chair slash folding chair. King Chut invented okay. the lawn chair. King yeah. Chut. Um, yes. So I, I have a crispy, crispy coated challenge to our listeners. Uh, death is serious business. Okay. But if you take a photograph of yourself in a lawn chair at a funeral (laughs) while the funeral is happening and send it to crispy coated robots at gmail.com, we will send you, we will clear out the shelves. We will send you some of this merch. It's a whole so, new type of tailgating. That's, it's, no, <laughs> it's, I'm not involved in this. this. This can, this can be one of those TikTok challenge things. You know, we, let's Got start something here, folks. Portable you know. pit right by the, <laughs> right by <Yeah>. the coffin. <laughs> hey, <laughs> want a dog? Okay, sorry. All right, let's move back to spies, not bond. Movies. Uh, I love the one that uh, Jim is the, he's the one that, is the one of restraint he's the <laughs> yeah. the voice of reason yeah this is this how did is, that happen now how you know how you say every time with the sorry we suck i'll, I'll say that you're lying I, I i'm not part of this i don't condone that i never agreed upon this so there you go i never agreed <laughs> upon this all right so joseph what is your number four spies not bond spies number not- four the greatest animal Uh-oh. spy ever perry the platypus Oh, is my number four. That's right. Perry the Platypus, which was on television, but they did have a Phineas Ferd movie. So, oh, jeez. Oh, don't even start. I don't even know if I was in the theater. I think it just was on Disney Channel. It's uh, he's a secret agent for the OWCA, which stands for the Organization Without a Cool Anacronym which is awesome. So he just calls it the agency. Uh, And he is a secret spy organization that employs animal spies in the agency. And obviously, you know, he uh, is the coolest character in the world. So that's why he's my number four. He's got Harry the platypus. He's got that hat. Yeah, he does. All right. George, your number four. I I don't know if it was worthy of all the hype, but uh, I I enjoy (laughs) that you brought that to us. Uh, This is, uh, this is a good story based on a story, a good movie based on a story by actor, comedian, Steve Martin. Have either of you seen 2008's Traitor with John, uh, Don Cheadle in it? No, no. You should check it out. It, it's an American spy film thriller. Okay. Uh, former Sundanese American U S soldier played by Don Cheadle. Uh, he's got this background in explosives and he's the prime suspect guy Pierce is this special FBI agent and he's looking for a bomb maker and this string of, uh, global terrorist explosions aimed at civilians. And there's this kind of classic race against time where we learn about a plot to place, uh, suicide bombers on 50 buses in the u.s uh, during thanksgiving and um but it what i like about it is it gives the audience a kind of a a glimpse into the inner politics and uh, politics and structure of a terrorist group uh but it's really Cheadle's character that that makes it all work uh one thing that i can tell you without it being a spoiler is one of the plot things that they do that i i've thought about this for years is they they know that emails are trackable and that you know they're being watched and all this the terrorist organization so what they do is they have one email account and they will go and type in a draft message of you know hey we're going to meet at this location at this time to do whatever and uh but they won't send it 
And all you have to do is go in, log in, and go look at that that thing. So it's not monitored like a message board would be or any kind of other technology. So back in 2008, that blew my mind. I'm like, that would actually work. So now I'm <laughs> sure they have, you know, things to prevent that now. But uh, uh, it's a good movie, uh, strangely written by Steve Martin. Huh. All right. There we go. Uh, my number five was a big hit in 1975. I think it's the first time as a kid I saw like extreme violence, and it happens in the very first part of the movie. It is Three Days of the Condor with Robert Redford as a CIA uh, analyst who comes back from lunch one day to see all of his coworkers have been murdered, yeah. and he is the only one still alive. So it kind of plays in reverse where he has to outwit and outplay basically the other CIA spies and stay alive and figure out what the heck is going on. This yeah. is one of those movies from the 70s, too, that has a key scene at the World Trade Center, uh, as, as the movie Godspell does, too. So if you wanted to see it back in its heyday, it definitely has. Uh, uh, it's one of the filming locations. But um, Faye Dunaway is in it, and it's kind of weird. On the movie poster for it, they have Robert Redford, Faye Dunaway, Cliff Robertson, and Max von Sydow above the title. Right after that, one of our favorites says, with John Houseman. <laughs> yeah. it get, you know, it's like it's like he's 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 bold but he's not good enough to go above the top did he earn it did yeah. he earn it <laughs> i cannot get above the title yeah. of three days of the condor what yeah, is this, this is my my number three jim oh my it is okay three. yeah so please yeah. talk more about it george well uh you said a lot uh it's based on the 1974 novel six days of the condor they lost, by James in Grady. translation uh, to the screenplay they lost three days I, I, they they had to trim it down to three days uh, <laughs> can't do the but, whole book that's right uh maybe they were going to do a sequel that's you know, right the other three days of the condor part two uh, <laughs> but it uh it's Sidney Pollock um directs this and just a master class in CIA espionage and kind of on the hills of, of Watergate so that was kind of still in the air and everything but uh uh, and just Max von Sydow as yes. an antagonist, just great with that mustache, yeah, you know. and the hat and everything, yeah, uh, and just the, just good. And if you watch the movie too, it's got that set. set I can't I can't really place it that seventies cinematography where it looks gritty seventies in the whole movie. I don't know how yeah, the look. grain is intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a, the French Connection or something like that. It's yeah. clear, it's clear, but it's still gritty. I don't know what's going on, but you know, yeah. there it is. Uh, so good. So it was before. I, I think uh, they didn't invent lens wipes until 1978. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> 76. Think, uh, the next year. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we are now moving on now to uh, best chairs number four, Joseph. Uh, uh, yes, uh, the club chair. Now I love this club chair. It's I, I seek them out wherever I'm at, like some type of of public venue or whatever. These are the armchairs that are a little bit overstuffed. Normally they uh ha they're made of like leather or whatever, you know, they're real dark. They're they're a manly type chair, you know, they're, they're the kind that are dark, they're they they feel good, they're overstuffed. They actually came from France. Uh, with it and you know like i said normally the covering is in leather uh calf leather and uh the reason why it's called the club chair is because that's when it really got gained its popularity in all these gentlemen's clubs you know that you'd go to and people would like go for you know let's go for drinks and, and a cigar or whatever and stuff like that into the smoking room or whatever the club chairs were always present so club chair the, the longer they can get you to sit in that chair, the more they can sell you stuff. And uh, so, yeah, very, like dues. very comfy. Dues. Longer you sit in the chair, more dues you have to pay. That's right. <laughs> All right. George, what is your number four? Uh, it's going to be the director's chair. So oh. iconic design used in film set studios and other places. I mean, you can just buy them now. Uh, but uh, simple, comfortable to sit on, uh, collapsible. Uh, often embroidered with names or some kind of branding, but uh, the director's chair. All right. My number four is French. I'll use my best French accent. The chaise lounge chair, which uh, it's a chair that's great because you could, uh, many people use it for sun tanning. It also can fold back to kind of form a 
somewhat of a bed or a sleeping area. But it also, in, in the more fancier ones, the ones that kind of had that weird plastic, you could actually put your seat up and then you could actually move your feet up and down. So it was like a three-part chair. Some are two parts. Some are more fancy with the three-part chaise lounge, which is kind of the lawn chair equivalent to the recliner to the, on the fancier models. So the chaise lounge is my number four. So there we go. Nice. Right now. To number three, spies. We'll take a break after that. Joseph, what you got? I have Jack Ryan for number three from, you know, the Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger, all the Tom Clancy stuff. Uh, I think there's actually like, isn't there like a, a series now? Uh, yeah, it's the, the guy from The Office. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what is his name? Kaminsky? Uh, uh, yeah. John yeah, Krasinski or whatever, Krasinski, Krasinski or whatever. Yeah. But uh, no, I, <laughs> I I I enjoyed I enjoyed these movies, and so uh, Jack Ryan. There you go. Yeah. No. Oh. How do you feel about the the first one, The Hunt for Red October? Yeah, uh, Alec Switch. Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. I completely forgot and then, about. And then we've him got being... one Ben Ben Affleck. Wasn't he one? And then of course there Harrison. Some of all parts, and then of course Harrison Ford. Yeah, Patriot. The Harrison games. Ford stuff is what I really like. Yeah. Okay, you don't like the the Alec Baldwin though. That had that cool scene where they they're talking Russian and then it goes into their mouths and they start talking English like you're saying. So the director, yeah. director's like McTurn- McTiernan, the director's like, okay, you That's all know they're that. talking Russian, right? But we're not going to keep you doing this at the same time. It's the whole movie. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah that, I think that was like five minutes in. It's like, okay, this is ridiculous. Well, yeah, what's going on? And he's like, <laughs> does a close up on Sean Connery's mouth and then he starts yeah. talking like, yes. Yeah, we got to find the submarine. But you know, uh, <laughs> Jim, our, our this is the rock. Friend, Matthew Stevens, he was a linguist. He spoke uh, French. He spoke German. He yeah. spoke Spanish. He dabbled in Vietnamese. He, he lived in Prague for a few years. He spoke Russian. And he told me that all you have to do to really get Russian just kind of a Russian speaker, just kind of go up close to their mouths and then pull back a little bit and you'll understand everything that they're saying. Just like the movie. <laughs> just like the, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, Matt was such a linguist. He almost tried to ruin Die Hard for me. He's like, they're not speaking German right. It should be this way. Like when you shoot the glass, <laughs> it should be Zapa I was like, I, who cares? You know, <laughs> it's a movie. He was so <laughs> annoying when we would play and we would play in public venues and stuff like that. Uh, it's like, where's Matt? And he'd be over in the corner speaking, working on his Vietnamese dialect with somebody. It's like, Matt break is over. I mean, we, we had that happen more than once, uh, loved language, horrible, horrible, horrible to play the game, uh, balderdash with, which is, a uh, it's words that are no longer in the lexicon. Uh, I played it with him and his wife one time who both linguists, uh, and they would figure out, well, Pente is the uh, Greek word for five. So that they would literally figure out what the silly word that you were trying to, to guess. So, but uh, Joe, what is your number three, George? My number three is three days of condor. Nice. My number three. Uh, and I, when I made this, started making this movie, I was like, really, they're going to make that Richard Chamberlain piece of crap movie again <laughs> with uh, Jacqueline Smith. That was on TV in 1988. That movie was terrible. And then, you know, the born identity ended up to be a whole lot of different movie. It was a lot more action, a lot more fighting. Oh yeah. It was Matt Damon at his best. This was the movie where I was supposed to go and interview Matt Damon, but got lost on the way to the place to interview Matt Damon. So <laughs> this is before Matt Damon became a big star. A lot yeah, of great the, fighting scenes. That's the, the, born, uh, the born shame. I yes. Think the born shame was, but uh, it also has that uh, Matt Damon and Franca Potente. And I think Joseph, she was from Humble, Texas, where we used to live. As far as I mean, she was a foreign exchange student in Humble. Right. Texas. Right. And yeah. No, she was. Uh, she was. a. She was an exchange student my first year of yeah. teaching. Uh, she was there in class of 92. And she kind of uh, went on to do this and then and yep. blow and a couple other movies too. Well, she did, uh, run Lola run. Lola run. Yeah, yeah. That was the, that was her big breakout. I think because of that part, she got this, this is my number one. Okay. Is there any pictures uh, of you teaching her Joseph? 
<laughs> we need proof. <laughs> no, and, no, sorry. And who is this? Is this the Dutch act- actress? This is the main, about? the main uh, female that's with Matt Damon in the movie, as far as like, yeah, the, yeah, the main female lead. So she, she was a German exchange student, and uh, what I call it a. Uh, yeah, this is my number one. Okay, this, please uh, elaborate, Mr. Johnson. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to correct Uh-oh. you guys, and I'm going to say, George, can you please, you have the Bourne identity. It's actually Jason Bourne because the topic for tonight was spies not named Bond, not spy movies, but spies. And so let's call him okay. Jason Bourne, what? not okay. Bourne identity. Okay. Well, I I've thought got... it was movies, movies. Spy movies that weren't James Bond. So no, nope. so do I need to put the not name? name Bond? <laughs> oh, okay. So I'll go I'm back just and saying, I'll change my technically. Well, my entry is the Born Identity. Like three days of ones. Condor, you never told me who the spy was. You just it's, said it's, well, that's Joe Turner, you son of a bitch. So there. <laughs> and then we were doing the wow, movies, movies wow. Bond. See, see, this and is what tra- I get. So just... that kind of blows the whole thing because with Traitor and True Lies, you have to go in and name the character of the thing. So it, it doesn't. It I'll doesn't do it on the break. Drive. All right, uh, I'll do I'm it on just the saying. Break. I'm yeah. just saying. Because I, I thought office it was movies that us for yeah. spies, not named Bond. The title is right there. We'll have to get Tom. We'll have to get Tom to look into this because both, <laughs> if both George and I thought it was just the movies with. Both of you were wrong. I got my You were absolutely wrong. So Harry Tasker with True Lies. There you go. So, Thank uh, you, George. Yeah, Appreciate it. So uh, I'll have to All look right, up the cheat. Joseph, elaborate but... on Jason Bourne. Uh, well, by the way, this is not helping us vote for any of your stuff later. Just so well, yes. yeah, we're, Jason yeah. Bourne, I agreed with, so Could you know, I out. got at least <laughs> one in. I got. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean the whole thing about it is we've talked about Jason Bourne before. What's great about this character and sort of the the invention, you know, reinvention of the the character, I guess you could say, is the fact that uh, it has such an influence on James Bond. You know, James Bond was just sort of wimpy and all that. Also, we had a a spy that we could really sort of, you know, get behind. You know, he he was back to the Sean Connery being a man's man, you know, with the the action-packed thriller. What's great about this is that uh, just the fight scenes, I think the fight scenes alone really sort of, they they were modernized, you know. Uh, This was not a guy that, that would just like one punch and knock someone out, you know, he yeah. would pretty much get beaten up uh, through the whole thing. So uh, I think that the the realism of that, or at least the, the kinetic energy of that really uh, drew a lot of attention. And uh, it's, they're, they're all really good. They're all really good. So Joseph, when you say they're all really good, if we're going by character, Jason Bourne, then yes. you have to include the 1988 three-hour, two-night movie. I'm going to go on, ahead and include it, Jim. ABC I'm going to include that, too. Jason Bourne is great. I think that's awesome. So good. Good on us for, for choosing all of the pictures that Jason Bourne's ever been in. So you He's are a back great spy Bourne, that's not named Richard Bond. Chamberlain version. He so is would you right prefer there. Chamberlain over Matt Damon? I prefer... Mm, God, Chamberlain, we actually saw... One time. Oh, that's right. I've never seen. I've never seen Matt Damon. Uh, so no, I don't know. We saw Chamberlain and and Dan Tanas. Yeah, pretty amazing right. too. Because my mom was a big fan of Thornburg. He was having like, a club sandwich or something. He was. He was just kind of like hanging out, you know. <laughs> and that was that was the weirdest night ever because we saw Richard Chamberlain, we saw Joey Heatherton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you if you look it up, old entertainers. She was in the Happy Hooker Goes to Hollywood. Uh, Joey had oh, Jim had you know. to tell me who she was. I didn't. Yeah, know. and she was prancing. She was prancing around. Uh, she was a little bit older, prancing around, kind of showing her stuff. And then we had. Uh, I don't know if Dabney Coleman was the same night, Joseph, but yeah. And then there was a yeah. model there, Amber so and so. One of the supermodels was there too. Crazy times that Dan hit Tana with us Hollywood trendsetters, Jim and Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> all right enough of that uh richard chamberlain talk okay where were we oh uh so that was mine so it's time now for intermission with caitlin if we can get that all wait i'm uh so samir horn for for traitor okay <laughs> so just if you're keeping score out there if you're keeping that, score that's right on the oh caitlin presents shower it's, i wonder if it's like a baby shower or just a shower shower Sure, this isn't someone taking a pee. 
Tom urinating. Caitlin presents Tom urinating. <laughs> oh. How did you get that footage? if they ruined the equipment like taping that i don't know, you know? i was thinking like, about like a waterproof mic or is it in a bag or what uh but you know 192 episodes as far as i know we are the only podcast that forces people for a minute and a half to two minutes to listen to garbage like that i mean it's just yeah it's I, I think our, our our six member audience uh appreciates it <laughs> <laughs> I know like at to least pushed to the extremes. I know at least two or three of them do. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are back now to chairs. Joseph, you know, some one. of them just tune in for that. They're like, Oh, <laughs> what is, is it going to be the drawbridge again or the cat purring? Oh, what, what is it going to be today? Yeah. All right, James, uh, James, Joseph, you're James. number three, uh, number three, uh, the, the folding slash lawn chair. Okay. All right, uh, George, your number three. My number three is the office chair. That's so, mine. My number oh, two. Chair. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, there's a three-way tie. All right. So uh, just, you know, if you're at an office job, uh, you're sitting in that chair a lot. You really come to appreciate a good office chair that offers the support to your back. It's and- all about ergonomics ergonomics yeah yeah so well nice well boys we got four of four or you know four matches there so far so only room for one more we got lawn chair rocking chair office chair beanbag chair so yeah very nice all right so we are now to number two spies not bond joseph ethan hunt from mission impossible franchise I just, I just, I, I, I think that Tom Cruise has done a really good job with uh, this, this whole, you know, franchise with it. He does his own stunts, which is just amazing itself. The only weakness of this, the reason why it's my number two and not my number one, is I think that the movies are highly entertaining, but really, it's almost like the plot doesn't matter. Like yeah. how many times can you get disavowed by your country? You know, uh, like every time it's like, oh yeah, you're going to do this and we're not going to, we're not going to acknowledge that you're there. In fact, we're going to treat you as, you know, you're a traitor rather than a spy. You know, it's been done time and time again, but I still enjoy watching them. You know, I enjoy yeah, watching I, I, them for the stunts and. Yeah, they're good popcorn, but other than maybe the first one, do you remember any of the plots? I mean, no, any of the I, stories, you know? Well, the whole but thing they're... about it is I just remember, like, everyone getting so confused with the first movie's plot. And yeah. I thought, what's so confusing about it? It's not, it's pretty straightforward to me. John, John Voight's a jerk. Yeah, yeah you, you know, I was like, kill I kill off the character from the TV show in the first five minutes, the Peter Graves character that John yeah. Voight played. Oh, that's right. But he, but he wasn't. That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So he so. was mission impossibly impossibling uh the mission impossible 
It's not uh, cold. I, see, I, I, I love how your, George I is working your... so hard for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Mission hey, Possible 2 is a great line to... from uh, Anthony uh, Hopkins. It's not cold. Mission Possible. It's cold. Mission Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on now to <laughs> number... I'm looking so forward to episode 193. I cannot do... <laughs> what, what is uh, 90, 193? <laughs> What's your number we two? We haven't gotten George? it yet. <laughs> number two. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. I, I kind of went to the Bahamas there. Uh, based on author uh, Kenneth Fearing's book, novel, The Big Clock. I want to be careful how I say that. The Big Clock. Uh, it's 1987, No Way Out. And it is, hang no on, Joseph. No Way Out. Doesn't buy my story. Tom Farrell. So uh, Kevin Costner plays a naval lieutenant commander who makes a big mistake when he accidentally begins an affair with Sean Young, who happens to be the mistress of his new boss, U.S. Secretary of Defense, played by the great Gene Hackman. And uh, spoiler, Gene Hackman in a rage accidentally kills her, and now the evidence linking both men to her kind of starts this uh big cover up at, at the Pentagon level. Um but um there's this nice little side plot that has a great payoff because while all this stuff is happening, they're trying to figure out, you know, who the murderer is and all of this. Um there's this rumor that there's a Soviet sleeper agent named Yuri that has somehow infiltrated the Pentagon and that adds another layer of suspense because they're kind of doing all that and has a wonderful payoff. Y'all have seen this movie, right? Oh yeah. The, the Gene back car scene, the, the yeah. seat yeah. in the back seat. Yeah. Uh, the, the soundtrack though, that's the only thing I remember. Fishbowl. The soundtrack from Jefferson starship with the, uh, no way out. Oh yeah. Doesn't buy my story. Remember that one when they were in the no. limousine and playing Jefferson starship. <laughs> uh i don't think i was listening to the music at that point i'm with joseph on that good song though i don't know if it's in the uh, movie come to think of it i don't think it's in the movie it uh, could well. have been in the movie it should that that's you know it just matches perfectly because the kevin costner the Sean, they, they don't buy each other's story and it would just work perfect with the lyrics from jefferson starship with no way out doesn't buy my story. And were they still Jefferson part? Starship or were they just Starship? At that Maybe point? they were just Starship. You know what? I think they were just Star at a, at a point. <laughs> they just, the marquee got smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. You know, Maybe but. it wasn't Jefferson Starship. Maybe it was another the band. Jefferson airplane. <laughs> then the Jefferson Starship. Maybe the song's Starship not titled with No Way Out. Then, um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's no way out. Guessed. <laughs> All right. Tom so Farrell. Tom Farrell, everybody. That's Kevin a good Costner is Tom Farrell. Okay. My uh my spy, my number two is from a real life story, real life spy story. Uh Tony Mendez is the name of the character, played by Ben Affleck in the movie Argo, as he's a CIA agent that's oh, yeah. undercover as a Hollywood producer. And uh, this this uh movie, of course, won Best Picture and just great. <laughs> Yeah, Alan Arkin. <laughs> oh, yeah. so good. So good in this movie. And so is so is John Goodman, but just the whole the producer and this kind of his dry humor really works. And there's a real uh suspenseful scene when he's trying to get the people out of there without getting caught in Iran to, to kind of be the whole um the whole climax of the movie. But very good. Very I really appreciate the detail in this movie too. I know when he's eating McDonald's at the beginning talking to his kids. It's the actual 1979 cup for McDonald's. There was nothing overlooked in this movie, but uh, great. I mean, great suspenseful thing. And and this is probably Affleck's best performance. Uh, the only discrepancy is, is Mendez was a Hispanic, uh, a man, and there was a little bit of backlash there, but uh, uh, thumbs up. Perfect film. Uh, best picture. So my spy is Tony Mendez, a real spy in Argo. So I enjoyed this movie. But there was a part of me that wanted to see the movie Argo <laughs> that they are making. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love because, the read through. They have like oh, Adrian yeah. Barbeau there for the read through and they, they have the script. They have the artwork. The artwork yes, is the yes. best, you know, and that, and that's, and they're playing Van Halen's uh, dance the night away to like everybody's coming in. So it's just such a yeah. great scene. So yeah. 
All right. So good. Tony Mendez. Yes. We are on now to best chairs. Number two, Joseph, what you got? The office chair. George, what you got? I got recliner. That's so my number great. one. My number one. Yeah. That's my number one. Go ahead, boys. No, I mean, hey, you said it first. I mean, it's just. Oh, uh, and we have, uh, for the first time ever, we've got a, a lockout there. That's that's it right that's there. That's it. Yeah. So that's, that's our five. That's it. Yeah, that's but, it. But go so, ahead, guys. Uh, I'm done anyway. My list is done. Well, Might have bing bag and recliner anyway. So. So uh, basically recliner and all that, there's one brand oh, that sort I, of takes I do want to, I, I do want to add, uh, invented by Ben Franklin. It was invented yeah, it by was. Ben Franklin, was, but like, a, yeah. you know, sort of the Kleenex of facial tissues, uh, lazy boy is lazy boy. the recliner of recliners, you know, uh, it's great, you know, and lazy boy started in 1927, uh, with it. And basically, they were looking for a chair that would be comfortable to sit in. And by gosh, I'm sitting in one right now. And uh, we, uh, I noticed that. And that was kind of uh, troublesome getting it through the door. Why did he get a lazy boy in here today, y'all? You know, I, know. I, I because I want, I think the people can tell whenever I'm relaxed and comfortable and when yeah. I'm not. Fun yeah. fact, uh, Jefferson Starship had an album called Recliner that had No Way Out on it. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't get out of the recliner. Yeah, I remember that. I remember <laughs> the right. video. Maybe it was just Starship, three and a half but... minutes of, of Grace Slick trying to get <laughs> out of it. A... You know, there, there are all <laughs> kinds of recliners now, though. You know, you've got the manual recliner. you got the kind that you can, you know, the motorized. The, the motorized one. Drive it around you know, my, my, my parents, God bless my mother, you know, she can barely walk. She's 84 George. years old, and she has one that actually sort of lifts her up out of the seat. You know, oh, sort wow. of pushes yeah. her forward a little bit to help her stand up. I love the recliners. There They're was great. a skit I, I on uh, Jim, Jim had back the trebuchet, yeah. trebuchet recliner that would just fling you out. Yeah, uh, remember that one? Well, there's a skit on the <laughs> Dana Carvey show where the recliner actually walked with you down the street and everything. And you just sat in it, you know, it followed old people. It oh, was nice. like a big giant. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. But uh, George, did you say that the song recliner was three minutes of grace? It's like trying to get out of the chair. <laughs> well, it was, a, that was the video for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had that visual and started dying laughing. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. And, and that was the older Grace Slick. That wasn't, you know, that was no the way No Way Out, out video. That was the No Way, way Out video. Can't get on his chair. Oh boy. All right. So let's go to um, number one iMovie. What you guys got? I'm done. Jason Bourne. What you got, George? I have. Uh, Robert Redford again. Okay. But this time he is Nathan D. Muir uh, in Spy Game in uh, uh, 2001. Robert Redford, Brad Pitt together in this espionage thriller from uh, director Tony Scott. Um, and he's Robert Redford's about to retire from the CIA. He's a, a veteran uh, spy there. And he learns that his protege, and, and at one time, close friend Brad Pitt is a political prisoner somewhere. Uh, I think it's like Beijing sentenced to die. And so he's going to take this uh, dangerous mission and and rescue uh, Brad Pitt. So that is it. Uh, Nathan D. Murr from Spygate. All right. My uh, number one is a reluctant spy who's put in a bunch of espionage in the 1959 classic North by Northwest where oh. uh, James yeah, Mason plays the bad guy, of course, and Roger Hill and Roger Hill, Gary Grant plays Roger Thornhill <laughs> put into this whole situation where he's wrapped up in all this espionage and all this is, and you have the great uh, young Martin Landau in the movie too. Edward Platt. Oh, yeah. We mentioned, of course, get smart is in the movie directed by Alfred Hitchcock. This is kind of his first foray into super spy stuff going on notorious was was that was there but this is kind of like a chase of course the famous plane oh yeah that we have yeah. Where, yeah so we have Cary grant kind of like the reluctant spy put in the situation where he figures out and gets the girl in the end eva marie saint and of course james mason 
uh, is the uh, you can't go back joe is in there but of course that's not from that movie that is from heaven can wait but uh i don't know a line from this movie but great stuff uh watch North out Spine for the plane joe <laughs> that's right <laughs> you can't outrun the plane joe it's too fast um but Alfred Hitchcock's North by Northwest and Roger Thornhill by Gary Grant is my number one movie. The or great thing movie. about this particular movie is the humor involved with this. Yeah. Like, you know, Hitchcock really has a sense of timing. Cary Grant is a great comedy actor. And uh, they were able to really sort of have this suspenseful kind of you know, action packed movie, but at the same time have a little, a couple of jokes in there, you know, yeah. uh, uh, that, that we've talked about before, you know, the scene where his mother, uh, is in the elevator with uh, the, yeah. the killers yes, and that yeah. it, it, it's such a great scene, you know, on there. So good one, Jim. Yeah. And it also, you know, ends at Mount Rushmore. And like you said, with the laughs and stuff, it might've set up like, you know, films had to be serious back in the like stuff, more stuff like Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones making jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. The devil may care that I'm in a I'm in a bad situation here, but I'm gonna, you know, joke my way out of it. So all right. Uh we are going to number one chairs. Mine was recliner, so I think we're done. Joseph, yours is done too, right? Done. George, you're done. I'm done. Rocking chair was my number one. So right. here's what we know the future is gonna find out about being bag chair, office chair, recliner rocking chair and lawn chair all accredited to the great benjamin franklin thank yes. you ben. <laughs> he created the chair <laughs> he actually yeah people just before ben franklin people just stood around or they just had to lay on the ground i still think about uh, grace slick of that recliner i can't get that image <laughs> trying to get out of that recliner in a three-minute video just struggling to get out of the recliner <laughs> let's go to uh the spies not bond then we have we've got three already george yeah we've got joe turner from three days of the condor not six austin powers from all the austin power stuff jason Bourne, including the richard chamberlain uh jason Bourne. what we have to choose from is harry tasker from true lies uh samir horn from traitor tom farrell from no way oh wow I thought I was going to make it through this time. Oh, man. Uh, well, we have no apologies tonight, so okay, good. you're good to go. We can Are move on. Are you sure right. any any Benjamin Franklin or Gray Slick fans have not emailed in the last 30 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We may next. Hey, 193. You never know. You never hey, I'm, know. I am 100% serious about that lawn chair at the funeral thing. Uh, so do that. We'll send you some. some I can see the letter swag. in my head. She's a rock and roll icon in the Hall of Fame, and you're making fun of her getting on the recliner. That's just disgusting. <laughs> I'm, pr I'm hey, writing the letter. We, we we tell it. Are you going to write the letter? No, I'm just saying. I'm just going to write the letter. Write the letter. Just you pass it across suck. the table here to Joseph. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tom Farrell in No Way Out. Nathan D. Murr, like I just talked about in Spy Game. We've got Perry the Platypus uh, from the Phineas and Ferb uh, cartoon and movie. Uh, Jack Ryan uh, from all those Jack Ryan things. Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible, Tony Mendez uh, from Argo, who is not Spanish or Latino at all, uh, <laughs> Roger Thornhill from North by Northwest. So what do you all say, right. guys? Uh, Roger Thornhill, because that was an honorable mention okay. for me. I did look it up. I thought that that was a good one. So we just need right. one more. Uno so Mas. Need... Uno <clears throat> Mas. Or I mean, more. I'm pretty much fine with anybody. I the Mission Impossible movies I never got into. I heard a couple of them like Fallout were good, uh, but you know, I never, I they're, never had to watch. Like Joseph all of says them. they're they're good popcorn movie. Yeah, you know they do they do your job. They distract you. They're not life changing. They distract you for an hour and a half or so. They're put together well. Uh, you know, there I have no complaints. But I don't own a single one of them. But when yeah. they're on, when they come on cable or I come across one, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll watch it. They're right. fun. Yeah. You know? yeah. But uh, there's, they're just not, uh, they're not a P 
Perry the platypus. Yeah. Uh, or, but, uh, you know, well, the, I, the Jack Ryan thing is too. That's like there for me, the Ethan Hunt and Jack Ryan on the same level. It depends on whoever you want us want to pick. If we want to go with a series character or we want to go with a standalone character like the other ones are. <clears throat> uh, Joseph? I, what do you, you know? Say? I. I'm going to go with Harry Tasker. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm throwing well, it out little, there. I'm just throwing Arnold. it out there. I have no okay. problem with that. That's a good movie. Yeah. Well, again, what I like is that movie from 1994, it plays off of tropes and oh, things yeah. and, and it has fun. It knows what it is. Uh, and it's kind of like this in gag of, have you ever considered what one of these spies, what their home life would be like and how, how they would manage that and what happens when it all, you know, just well, I just crazy. love like the, uh, the, 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 like just flagrant abuse of government resources. Oh yeah. <laughs> His personal life. That's the best part. Yeah. You know, it's like how, how many, how, like how much, how many millions of dollars are you spending to yeah, see oh, yeah. if your wife is, is cheating on you? It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then there is that bedroom scene with uh jamie lee curtis jamie yes. lee curtis that's where the best. Uh, that silhouette about of her. comedic performance that was such a great performance yeah good, yeah, stuff. good stuff all right so we end up with roger thornhill from north by northwest you got a carry grant in you jim uh Judy, Judy, Judy. i do have a james <laughs> mason you can't outrun the plane joe you've been cremated Jason Bourne, <laughs> you got anything for that? Give us your best Richard Chamberlain. Richard Chamberlain. I have the Richard Chamberlain, James Jason Bourne, who was Jacqueline Austin Smith. Powers. Yeah, baby. Pretty <laughs> terrible. Sorry. Joe Turner from Three Days of Condor. This will be interesting. I could do Max Von Sino, but not. <laughs> oh, okay. We, we got Max. to find the condor. We must find the condor. It's kind of a Sean Connery light. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then finally. Best for last here, the Schwarzenegger impersonation. It is not the Tuma. It is not the Tuma, Harry. <laughs> Harry Tasker. I spy. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. All right, uh, episode right, 192, Spies Not Named Bond, and the best cheers. Uh, and I, and I, I again, dare you to put on the cover thanks this. to Ben Franklin. I'm just saying, I dare you to put on the cover of this episode, Grace Lake sitting in a recliner. <laughs> dare you got that tom <laughs> he doesn't he says he doesn't even know who grace look at from <laughs> jefferson airplane and starship and starship and, and star. just starship the star the star wars christmas special <laughs> oh he knows that oh yeah he knows, he knows that she was in that yeah yeah oh my god all right well there we go boys Whew. Yeah, very Let's nice get to work send this to the future yeah CrispyCodeRobots.com. Time to, to catch show. a bite to eat. Yeah, so let's go ahead and shoot this thing up and get the shovels out. CrispyCodeRobots.com is where all of our merch is. All of the details about this show, our radio show, and much, much more there. Like I said, please buy the merch. It's just kind of sitting there. So, or lawn chair at a funeral, oh, and yes, we'll get you signed. I, I did. I did not sign off on this, so that's <laughs> I'm using your line on you. <laughs> So, I'll pay for it out of my own pocket. Okay, good. All right. So what is, uh, I guess, go ahead with your very special goodbye. And I won't interrupt with James Mason, Cary Grant, and or Sean Connery. And remember, there's always tomorrow. Judy, Judy, Judy. You can't go back to Or is there? Grace Lake.